The other day it's good. Just shits itself when Reese comes over. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10 of the King at Last podcast. Um, got a very special guest, very honoured to have him on um, the podcast this week, uh, Reese Wesser. Hey, mate. Yeah, yeah, good, good to be on uh, King at Last. Um, at last, I'm here. So, yeah, to have a have a bit of a have a bit of a chat. Only took you about what four weeks of uh, brushing me. Yeah, it did. mate, I was just waiting for you to get your, you know your technical um, issues <laughs> sorted, um, all your gear, and um, you know obviously you're up to speed now with um, interviewing. So, I wanted to just iron out those creases. So I was ready to get a smooth ride here. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so we're going to ask you a series of questions, um, answer them as best as you can. So uh, just give us a bit of background on yourself and um, your playing career. Yeah, a bit of background about where I grew up. I grew up in uh, Rockhampton, um, which is known as Durumble Country. Um, I spent all my years, um, um, primary school, um, high school, uh, playing rugby league for the school. Um, went to a school called Emmaus College up in up in Rockhampton. Um, I guess I loved I loved rugby league at an early age. About you know five or six years of age, we were we were playing in the backyard with all the cousins. Got a big family, big mob up there. Um, shout out to the for the family. Uh, we'll be seeing you soon around Christmas. But yeah, we all like to be really competitive and um, get out there and, and and have a bit of a go. Uh, and on the paddock, you know, there'd be a few dust ups here, a few a few cries, <laughs> a few bruises, a few scratches here and that. But um, it's something that we really enjoyed um, being a Queenslander. Um, yep. We really found um, rugby league was uh, was our purpose as young people. Um, so you played for Penrith. Um, for how long? Eleven years or something? Yeah, well, ten years. I got there. I think I got there in '97. Yeah. Um, played Super League for Melbourne Inga Cup. Um, we actually w- were lucky enough to get to the grand final and play at the Super League grand final. We, we won, and I guess that's uh, I got a bit of a taste of success there. Um, and it was time to step it step it up the grade. And um, Roy Simmons tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Oh, would you?" Are you available to um, start um, training with the, the first grade squad? And I immediately jumped at that and said, yep, I uh, would love to do that. Never looked back. Never looked back, yeah. But it was there for about 12 years, I think, um, yeah. with the Penny Panthers. Won a premiership in um, 03. Um, tell us a bit about that side, about the you know the camaraderie you's had together. Um, you know, going from, I think, you weren't favourites in that grand final. Um, East was Yep um, Tell us how you overcome that As a team You know The, the bond you, you You grew together Yeah It was, it was a, a special group um, That came together Probably 2002 um, We I think we finished Second or third last um, But it was There was something In the mix um, With the The young crew That was coming through With the likes of um, Luke Lewis uh, Luke Rooney Luke Swain, there was a few Lukes there. Yeah. Um, Shane Rodney, um, you know, there's just thinking, um, you know, Ben 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 Ross came to our <coughs> team. Um, so there was a lot of Blacktown juniors, Mount Druitt juniors, St Mary's juniors that were very, very talented. 
Um, yeah. They were very, very good youngsters in their in their playing group, and they were very successful. And then you had the likes of um, our captain, Craig Gower, um, who was just you know a fantastic leader. He had the two hair bears; they they called them, and that was Tony Pulitua and Joe Nullivo on the on the edges. We yeah. were, were at that time quite unstoppable, to be honest. Um, they were very scary. Um, good forward pack, you know, up front, Ben Ross, Joel Clinton, Martin Lang, Hooker, Luke Prittis, who, you know, he, who won the Daily M uh, that night. Yeah. And there was, um, yeah, it was Preston Campbell, Ryan Girdler, Paul Fatawira. Wow. Um, so you had, like, Gower, Girdler, Prittis, who played at that top level. And then you had internationals um, who were playing for New Zealand that were um, quite – Quite devastating. So I, I was very lucky to um, be um, in that team with those guys, um, and I just really, um, I think I blossomed around those players because they were very, an elite squad and they were very professional what they did. Um, you hold the record for the Panthers till this day. Um, what was your? You scored 113 tries, I think, for them. Yeah, was it? Yeah, 113 tries. Um, what was one try that stood out. Probably once, yeah, one try that every, everyone reminds me of is um, one in, um, against the Bulldogs in 2003. Yeah. It was a Sunday afternoon um, and the Bulldogs were a tough side and they were coming there and they were, they were coming there to, to knock us off. And, the, and there, was, there was always that, um, you know, that battle between us and the Doggies. You know, it was always a fierce, tough physical, you know, game that, that that we had to prepare well for. And I remember, you know, it might have been nine minutes in, um, Luke Rennie's ran the ball, he's, he's caught the ball, ran the ball, and, um, he's got hit about 20 metres and I've got the ball from dummy half. And I, I guess I saw a couple of forwards going back a little bit slow and I've just gone, um, yeah, I think I can take advantage of this and I've found myself running up the middle of the ruck um, <coughs> coming to um, um, the general Luke, Luke Patton, um, who was a very fine player himself, and I was lucky enough to get around him um, and um, score, score, score under the post. And yeah, I remember the crowd, and I remember the feeling of that, and um, how important it was to score that those first points for, for that um, for us in that game. And um, yeah, I think that was my favourite. Was that a um was that a semi-final or was that just a round game? Yeah, that was just a <coughs> it was just a round game. Might have been like something like round twelve or something yeah. like that. Um, but if we knew if we were going to knock them off, um, we're going to go a lot further. Um, I guess. I guess going back that year, uh, I think round three actually, we were playing the Roosters at Sydney Football Stadium. Uh, it was March thirty first. The reason I remember that is because it was my birthday, <laughs> uh, and I've. I've I've managed to score um, uh, three tries. I got a hat trick. Wow! Um, and to knock them off at the Sydney Football Stadium um, made us believe that we've we've got a chance, like to do something. And round three as well, they were just coming off their premiership, two thousand two. So. so you know that <coughs> we would we we might have been playing about six or seven dollars to beat them that day. Wow! Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good day, and um, I definitely had a good night too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where did the nickname Reese Lightning come from? Yeah, I think the um, the journo's just got a hold of that. 
Yeah. Um, I remember the Super League. Oh no, the they had the the Super League um, magazines or the Rugby League magazines, and they've just typed it up. Reese Reese Lightning and um, the headline, and um, I think everyone had just jumped on kicked it. Off and just, yeah, kicked off from there. Kicked off from there, and um, I, I found myself like you know at sprint training and that, and we run, we do the lights running and that, and I you know forty meters was probably you know. My attribute towards my my football career, my yeah, it was my yep. speed. So I was lucky enough to have a bit of speed on me. Um, you played for Queensland as well. Uh, what was it like playing beside the, the greats? Yeah, um, quite amazing. Um, you know, you talk about you know Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston, the Darren Lockyer. Um, the, the, them names just will go down in, in history and people will remember them as, you know, a, a group of players that were just so switched on, um, you know, so smart at the game, reading the game and just relentless. Um, they, they'd put on the pressure and you'd have to go with them. And I, being in camps with them, I was just, yeah, I was just amazed at what they could do. Um, and, I, you know, I played, only played four games, um, and it was, it was a, it was, it was one of the highlights of my career playing in front of you know a, a packed stadium, Queensland versus New South Wales, and you know I probably didn't have a, a great um, state origin career, but I was just lucky enough to be a part of it and, and win uh, it was a series in two thousand and seven. Um, so what did you what did you take from them? Um, you know, playing with them and being in camp with them. Um, through those origin series, what did you take away? What was their best attribute that they had towards the players? Yeah, just um, how professional they were. Uh, everything was done um, right. Like there was no shortcuts. Um, there was always a plan, um, a process. Um, there was always believing in the system, um, and you know that they'd never they'd never. Let you go one out, you know. They'd always be there to support you in in training, uh, and when when it came to the preparation to the game, um, and then the game, um, you always believed that they could they would they could turn a game in a blink of an eye. So you would never out of the game um, yeah. with them because you know you got the likes of Cameron Smith directing players around the ruck. Um, you got the smartness and the goal of um, Jonathan Thurston who can just split a game. Off, off, off the off his bat, you know, just through, you know, running, um, passing. Um, Darren Lockins probably one of my favourite um, fullbacks. Um, um, he, he throw a ball left to right, twenty metres, right to left, twenty metres, hit you on the chest. He could run. He's so elusive, like he just made it look so easy. So there's a lot to take away from them, but there's mainly their their professionalism towards training and preparing to follow the game. Um, who did you base your game off when you were coming through <coughs> as a youngster? Yeah, I, I, I just try to do my own thing. Um, you know, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to catch the ball and I'd love to bring it back as fast as I could um, because I thought that if we could get on the front foot, um, it would um, set us up for for the for the um, for the set for the end of the set. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was just a game of. Um, you know, just staying in the staying in the game, staying in the moment. Um, you know, that's that's what I that's what I love 
that's what I loved. I loved the challenge, um, the combat, um, and I loved being a part of a team. Um, but definitely, um, I, what, back to the question is who would I wasn't really anyone particular. I like, I, I like to take things from different players. Yeah. Um, probably Darren Lockie's running game. Um, that was quite um, so, um, something that I liked, like, I'd like to tr- try to emulate. Um, you know, um, probably the strength of a, maybe a, my favourite player was Steve Renoff um, he, growing up. So, you know, he was known as the Black Pearl and, um, yeah. you know, he had a great, great um, fend. Um, I believe it was a right, right fen. Yeah. Um, I I had a I had, I didn't have a bad left hand fen. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if I, if I get if I get around someone and 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 put up that fen, I'd, I'd have I'd have a good chance of going through. Um, yeah. So I uh, I guess t- towards the end of my career, the um, the passing game came into it, where the the, the back was the fullback was coming around the back to yeah. um, on that split play where you'd. Um, you get a three on two, and yeah. you, you try to throw a long ball or short ball to your center, yeah, or the long ball to the winger. So, um, players that were probably doing that the best was, you know, um, yeah, like Carmichael Hunt, yeah, the Broncos, yep, yep, um, Matty Bowen, Billy Slater, Billy Slater. <laughs> so there was some um, great fullbacks um, that I had to compete against. You know, Clinton Shikoski, yeah, um, yeah. The, the, if the, if the game has got good fullbacks, you know we're in a safe spot with rugby league and it's in a, it's in a good direction. Um, so you made the switch to the Bunnies in 2010? Was it 10? 2000, 2000, yeah, 2000, end, of, end of the 09 season or start of 09? <clears throat> start in 09. Yeah, so what made you um, go over to the beloved Rabbitohs? Yeah, I, yep, I, I do love the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah, I made the made the transition in um, um, two thousand nine. Um, I guess I just didn't um, at at Penrith. Um, yeah, we we um, I felt like um, you know the the playing group there um, probably weren't getting as long as what they used to. Yeah. Um, um, you know, management um, was a little bit different. Um, you know, coming from John Lang, so that was around when Matty Alec came across. Um, but um, you know, we yeah, we weren't having much success, and I was probably looking for another opportunity. I thought you know maybe I've, and I, I've done my time at Penrith, um, and I needed something fresh. And yeah. um, so yeah, I reached out and um, Rabbitohs, yeah, they Shane Richardson and Jason Taylor said, oh yeah, we'd. We'd love to have a meeting with you, and yeah, sat down. And I know Shane Richardson from two thousand three with the Panthers, so that was a pretty much um, easy um, switch because um, I, I liked the way they were going. I like you know, and um, Jason Taylor was a very technical uh, coach, and you know, I, I, I thought that I needed to kind of change my game up a bit and, and to get a bit more technical. Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, I found that at the at the Rabbitohs and. Yeah, enjoyed three three years there. Um, got a lot of, probably had a lot of injuries. Probably only played about maybe 50, 60 games. Um, but I definitely really enjoyed it. Um, so when you went to the Bunnies, uh, Greg come over the year after. Yep. Um, you kept him out of that fullback spot for a bit. Yeah. Um, what was it like playing with Inglis? One of the <coughs> game's best. One of the yeah, definitely one of the. <coughs> 
most powerful athletes um, we've seen um, in this generation. Um, you know, him coming over as um, – I didn't realise actually how big he was. Like, you, when you play on the field, you don't actually go, oh, he's big because you don't, yeah. you don't think about it. But when you, you see him at training and that and um, what he can do on a training paddock and just his ability and his strength, like it's just – just raw strength. Um, <clears throat> yeah, really, really enjoyed playing with him um, because um, you know who who would want to play like play alongside someone like that? One hundred percent. I, I yeah, I cherished every time we we jump on the paddock, and also got to play with um, Sammy Burgess, who oh yeah, it was just far uh, just, out, just ruthless, and uh, he was such a uh, both both you know. Great people to be around um, because they they train with intensity. Yeah, um, they train at a high level, and you know, Sammy when he when he take that field, he like he he's going out there to really really hurt somebody. Mm. He's not going out there to play football. Hundred percent. He's going out there to really hurt and somebody. You, you seen that in the fourteen grand final? Yeah, like he got broken jaw or eye socket yeah. first run of the game, and he stayed on there. Yeah, like it's just. Crazy, <clears throat> yeah, certain, certainly is. Um, you know, he'll go, he'll go down as one of the, the one of the greats that South Sydney ever have produced. Um, and um, you know, even his brothers that were have mm. played for the club too, they've done an enormous job. Yeah, and much respect to the to the family. Um, back to the O three when you've won it. Um, what did it mean to you know, obviously yourself, but you know the fans of Penrith. What did it mean to to the the suburb, I guess. Yeah, um, or the town. Pen- Penrith is, um, you know, uh, one of those towns that, you know, it's it's, it's growing. Like last time I've been out there, I just thought it was just like another city. Um, but back then, like, it's just had its own community, and nobody really gave us much like much respect um, when we'd come into the city and play. Like, they thought we were just Westies who didn't have any teeth, and you know. You know, yeah, whatever. You know, just real country bunkins. Uh, um, no one really gave us that understanding of uh, you know. They, they, yeah, they, they, we can respect them as a football team. Yeah. So we had to, we had to earn that, and the community really you know took us in. Um, really believed in us as as a as a playing group, and you know, when we were in two thousand three, we were getting the crowds like twenty between twenty 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 five thousand. It was just a packed house and. And they just lo- they just loved it, and we we loved playing for them. And when we won that grand final, it, it just meant so much to the community because the last one they won was in '91. Yeah, and um, it was time they time for them to celebrate again. Um, they're having a lot of celebrations now. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. And you know, I don't know. Like I I enjoy what I enjoy watching them win. And it's great, <laughs> but I know a lot of people are a little bit like I think we're over seeing Penrith. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now you'd probably say your side, but if you're O three side, back when you were that age, went up against twenty twenty one Penrith <laughs> or twenty twenty two Penrith. Ah, uh, look, it'd be a good go. To be honest, it, it would. It'd be. It'd be a good go. Um, you know, Nathan Cleary, like great player, yeah. just. Meticulous at everything. His kicking game, you know, is second to none. 
Yeah. Um, goal kicking also, but just team management, what he can do around the paddock. Um, Abby Coruscant out of dummy half, like probably quicker, you know, probably a little bit quicker than Luke Prittis. Yeah. Um, throws a good ball, real smart out of there, in and out of the ruck. Um, so that's, yeah. With Craig Gow, like Craig Gow's a leader. He's tough. Like he'll just keep going and coming at you and coming at you. Yeah. Um, Tell you what, the forward packs wouldn't I th- wouldn't I th- yeah. stand back from each other. Nah. Well, Far out. I reckon that. Well, I reckon that forward pack would give them a good go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back the backs. Um, you know. You know, we had Luke Rooney and Luke Lewis. Yeah. So, and they were. They were they went on to play for Australia that that year. So. Yeah, it's a bit different now because you know the, the wingers are hard, like hard carries yeah. out of there and yeah. back back in the day they weren't really well they were for that but not as much as, not as much they as are now. now. No, not as not as so much. So it'd be I reckon it'd be a really it'd be an entertaining game. Yeah, to say be, the least, it, it would be an entertaining game. Um, yeah, it, it, a tough one to say, but um, I don't know. You know you want to say you. <laughs> we carve them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you almost went back to back as well. Oh four, you's only got knocked on, by, uh, knocked out by the dogs. Yeah, um, that prelim. Yeah, if I was to go back, that would be something that I'd regret. Um, and I, I guess winning that two thousand three, you just kind of just you get a little bit. You know, complacent. complacent. Yeah. yeah, you just, you know, you, you're not as hungry as what you were. You, you know, you want to win, but you're not, you're not as hungry. Yeah. And I just, if I could, if, there's some, if something I regret, it'd be that 2004 where if we go back to play Bulldogs again and go, you just need to just up it a bit here mm. because if we get to the grand final again, yeah, we'll beat, we'll beat Roosters yeah. again. Yeah. Because we've got we've got the wood on them. Yeah. So yeah, but. It would be nice to win two, but that you know, winning one. Yeah, like, you take one any take, day, of, any one day of the week. Exactly over yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um. So you, uh, you started working with South Cares when you finished playing. Yep. Um, and then you left, and you come back. Yep. You done a full circle, mate. Done a full circle. Uh, <coughs> um, uh, started in two thousand and eleven. So as soon as I finished um at South um. Straight into it. Straight in with uh, general manager at the time was John Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, he took me on and and um, we, yeah, we we're, we're doing the um, school to school to work program, was which is known as Negan Negan My Murray. Yeah. Um, which means dream big in, in Gadigal country, um, Gadigal language. Um, Reese was actually my mentor when I was at school. Yeah. So yeah. so he, you've learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have. So I started there, did that for about four, four, four years, and then um, stopped. Um, um, kind of just bummed around a little bit. Um, went home back to Rocky. Yeah. Um, spent two years up there. Um, working up there, or working up yep. there. Um, yeah, and um, <laughs> working working for um, home 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 care, like home families okay. at, at a yep. care and that. So. That was that was that was pretty interesting, um, and I thought it was time to come back. And so yeah, I just asked if there's anything happening with South Cares and straight yeah, in, straight in, and yeah, now now working with South Cares out in southwestern Sydney, Liverpool, Liverpool. Um, 
What What's the best thing about, you know, working with, um, you know, young Aboriginal uh, students? What's the best thing that, you know, that, um, that you've taken away from working with them? I guess um, you get to learn. You get to learn about... Um, you know our young our young people and what the, what the, what do they do what are they what are they aspiring to do yep. um you know they get to learn you know, more about who they are too um more about their culture um it's more about their identity as as a young person um i, I i'm passionate about it because um i you know everybody knows the feeling of what it's like to be as a young person and having having extra support around them yeah um, having a person that that cares about their well-being and about their future, um, so we get to share um, our stories with young people, and we get to learn from from them too. Because you know, we need to learn um, what they what what they're up to and what and what really interests them as young people. And we have to come to a common ground where we have to respect each other, and we get to um, embark on. Um, a pathway that that's going to be successful for both myself and the students. And if we can build that, um, you know, it's going to be healthy, it's going to be positive, and uh, it's going to be a way forward for our young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um, I think one of the biggest things that, you know, when I was working alongside you, I think the biggest thing was the kids' faces, you know, when they achieve something and knowing that you – help them achieve that is just the best thing ever yeah um you know if it, even if it comes to like you know get that them getting an award or um they get their license or they're getting a traineeship um apprenticeship or just a full-time job um the faces that on them um, it's unbelievable like they just thought there was a time in their life where they thought they could not do that yeah and Someone that believed in them, and they're and then them suddenly doing it, um, it gives them that confidence boost, that self belief, and it pushes them into a direction where they want to be successful because they're seeing good things in their life come to them through you know setting goals and a little bit of hard work and, and resilience. Um, so, uh, what's next for Reese Wesser? Well, yeah, I'm still still doing what I'm doing at the moment. Um, you know, I, would, I wouldn't mind maybe venturing into some type of coaching. Yeah. Um, with around football, around with you know maybe individuals looking to um, fine tune their game. Um, you know, mainly the backs. Um, you know, I still look at the game. I'm still I still love watching the game. Um, I still I'm still there learning about the game myself and and how it's evolving. Um. I think I could um, hopefully teach some young lads um, um, a little bit about you know, how I look at the game, and um, and you know the, the game is the game has moved quite quickly, you know, in the last ten years. Um, but I still think that there's that there's that um, there's that learning that young players need to learn about, you know, doing the right thing, you know, being. Being smart on the field, being yeah. smart off the field, um, looking after your body, um, making sure you're doing the little things. And when you're doing the little things, the big things come. You, but you've got to take the little steps to get to the big moments. Yeah. Um, 
So we've got a question from one of the fans. Who's the toughest physically and or mental, mentally player you have ever played with and against? Uh, toughest player I've played with, uh, hands down, would be Craig Gower. Yeah. Uh, you, you just knew that you're, you, 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 we're going to be competing when he's playing. And he's going to be pushing it, pushing it to to the to the eightieth minute. Um, you know, I've seen him hurt on the field, busted. Um, in in the grand final, he busted his eye like he couldn't he couldn't even see out of out of one of his eyes. Um, Preston Campbell had to take the kicks, but he just stayed on, just toughed it out, and you know, then he's on a two three week bender. <laughs> Toughest on and off. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, two two more questions. What's yep. the uh, if you could give your best piece of advice to a young kid, a young you know Aboriginal non-Aboriginal kid, um, you know at school that's thinking about giving up? What what's the best piece of advice you can um, you can give them? Yeah, just um, just try to do the little things right, um, you know. And what, one of my things that I do in the morning is just make your bed. Like, just get out of bed and, and make your bed. There's there's the first positive thing you've done. And then you look out, you know, getting some good food into you, getting some breakfast into you, you know, something that's going to be nutritious. Um, you know, just doing the little things, taking care of of yourself, Um and then, you, and then you can go on to bigger things. And then when it comes to, like, if it's coming to sport, if it's coming to rugby league, think, just do the little things and listen to, listen to people. Like, take on information. Never stop not listening. Um, and just be very, be very um, aware of um, where you are. Um, it's a scary world out there. And um, listen um, to your teachers. Listen to your coaches. Listen to mum and dad. Um, and just taking that advice and, you know, you, you could either take that on board or don't take that on board. But the fact that you're listening, you're, you're, um, you're kind of just going through it in your head um, what's going to work for you. Um, so that's probably the best advice I, I could give you is just <coughs> do the little things right. Um, take care of yourself. Um, take care of your body. Um, take care of the people around you. Um, you know, have that support. Have, have, you, have good friends. Have friends that are doing what you want to do. Don't have friends that are d- doing the wrong thing. Like be around who you want to be around. Be around. Sorry, be around the person you want to be around. So, if you if you keep having those the right positive information in, um, into you um, from other people from other sources, you'll get you'll get a, you'll get a positive reaction, and. Um, I think that's probably the best advice I probably could give. Far out. I want to go for a run now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for a run. <laughs> no, I'm going to get back to the training. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm stuck in myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's just laughs> I was just sitting there like, just keep going, bro. Just keep going. Keep talking. <laughs> All, All right. right. Um, one more question for... Um, you know, rugby league, young rugby league up and comers. What's one thing you can tell them that 
you you might have got from someone else when you were coming through? What's one thing that you can give them? Um, well, gee, like some days you're going to have bad days um, at training. Like, I know I wasn't the best trainer. Like when I first come down, I was terrible. Like I was so lazy. Um, I'd come last in all my and endurance, you know, fitness tests and whatever we had to do, like fitness tests and that. I was I was poor at conditioning. Like the trainer would be saying to the uh, the, tra- uh, the squad, be like, "If Reese comes last again, we're all doing another one." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so they'd slow down. So, so I had to I had to learn um, to train. Um, so I was training. Um, I was training on the off season by myself um, to to be better at fitness. Um, so I'd go down to the park and do extras. Yep. And when, when it's when it's when people are not watching, um, that's what what you've got to be doing is yeah. training when no one's watching. When there's no one there, there's no one, you know, pushing you. Come on, come on, run, run, run last one. No, you're just there by yourself and you're pushing yourself. And I found when I came back, you know, after that, after that, after doing that, um, you know, I, I was I was keeping up with the best of them. You know, I was. I was running up sand dunes, leading the pack. You know, I was running. I was running spring races. I was running endurance races. Like, and I just completely changed my whole attitude and my whole flick the switch. Flick the switch, and yeah, I felt like I could run. You know, for forever at times. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, finally um, got it done, mate. Finally got it done. Hope yeah. you have a good Christmas. Yeah, and um, a happy New Year if I don't see you before then, but. Thank you. Yeah, um, King at last. Um, yeah, really, really um, enjoyed being on the show. Um, yeah, hope, hopefully we've got a few viewers there. And if not, hopefully we can build some momentum and I'll be back again. No worries. Thanks, Thanks mate. Bro. Thank you.